This podcast is a continuation of last week's discussion, in which we presented the opinion of Rav Waldenberg, the Titzeliezer, permitting the abortion of a fetus determined to have the Tay-Sachs genetic disorder up to seven months of pregnancy. We mentioned at the end that Rav Moshe Feinstein wrote a lengthy essay in which he discusses his opposition to the Titzeliezer. In this podcast, we will explore some of those sources of conflict. Needless to say, this will only scratch the surface. Okay, so one of the sources for the prohibition of abortion is a Gemara in Sanhedrin that has a principle, that there can be nothing that would be prohibited for a non-Jew, yet would be permitted for a Jew. Tosfos raises the question that there is such a case. A non-Jew is liable for the death penalty for killing a fetus, yet a Jew is not. Tosfos answers by saying that although the Jew is not administered capital punishment, he is still prohibited against killing a fetus, just as the non-Jew is. Rav Moshe understands this prohibition to be categorized as rutzicha, or murder. The Mishnah in Nida says that one who murders a newborn baby is liable for the death penalty. Tosfos a bit later in that Gemara infers from this Mishnah that killing a fetus before birth is not punishable by death. Tosfos then has a discussion, the content of which is not really relevant for us, except for the fact that he says explicitly, not once, but twice, that killing the fetus before birth is totally permitted. But as we just mentioned, we already know from Tosfos and Sanhedrin that killing a fetus is murder. So what does Tosos mean when he says that it's permitted? So Rav Moshe says, don't get so excited. It must have been a copying mistake in the Tosfos, a Taos Sofer. Rather, instead of mutter, or permitted, the text in Tosos should have said putter, or exempt from punishment, yet still prohibited. This is readily obvious from a proof later on in the same Tosfos that Rav Moshe cites. Rav Moshe then introduces the Rambam's approach to abortion. For the Rambam, abortion is almost always prohibited, except when delivering the baby would endanger the mother's life. The Rambam subsumes this exception within the laws of Rodef, or one who pursues a potential victim with the intent to murder him. There is a mitzvah to prevent the pursuer from committing the murder, even if that would require to kill him. In the middle of the discussion, the Rambam says that this is the reason why Chazal said that if a woman in labor runs the risk of death, the fetus should be aborted. Since the fetus is threatening her life, he has the status of Rodef and must be killed so that she may live. Rav Moshe writes that it's very clear from the Rambam that the fetus is aborted precisely because he's a Rodef, and not because there's no prohibition of murder in killing the fetus. The only reason we abort the fetus when it endangers the mother is because the mitzvah to save the life of the victim being pursued, in this case the mother, supersedes the prohibition against the murder of the fetus. So at this point, the Tzitzeliezer's position that abortion for reasons other than the life of the mother is prohibited only midir is under heavy fire from Tosfos and Nida, if you go with Rav Moshe's correction of the text, as well as the Rambam. According to Rav Moshe, both of, both of these major Rishonim assume that abortion for reasons other than the life of the mother is murder of a human being that is fully alive. One of the sources that the Tzitzeliezer based himself on was a response of the Marit. The Marit was asked whether it's permissible for a Jewish woman to assist a non-Jewish woman in aborting her fetus, to which he responded that assisting a non-Jew in abortion cannot be categorized as murder. This is because even the fetus of a Jewish mother is not a fully living entity. His major proof is a Gemara in Arachim. The Mishnah there states that if a woman who is pregnant is sentenced to death, the court does not postpone the execution until after she gives birth, but administers the death penalty without delay. The Gemara questions the necessity of the Mishnah to point this out, because it seemed quite obvious to the Gemara that the court does not delay the punishment. Since the, fetus is not a, since the fetus is a part of the mother's body, has no identity of its own, 
and is therefore not a living organism that we must preserve. The Ma'arit understood that by the sound of the Gemara's question, there was no reason to believe that the death of the fetus caused by the execution of the mother is tantamount to murder, since it was so obvious to the Gemara that the court puts the mother to death before she gives birth. Therefore, the Ma'arit permitted the Jewish woman to assist in the abortion of a non-Jewish fetus. Rav Moshe was very troubled by this Ma'arit. Going so far as to say that this responsa, though attributed to the Ma'arit, must have been fabricated in his name. Rav Moshe finds support for this in the responsa of the Ma'arit himself, just two simanim before, in which he wrote that it is prohibited for a Jew to assist a non-Jew in abortion as a form of lifnei iver, since non-Jews are also prohibited against killing a fetus. So when the dust settles, Rav Moshe says that since the fetus with Tay-Sachs does not pose a threat to the mother, he may not be aborted because it cannot be defined as a halachic rodif. This is the case even though the child will certainly die within a few years and his death will cause tremendous suffering to the parents. Furthermore, he cautions Torah-observant doctors against screening the fetus for the syndrome since no good will come out of it because they will be unable to abort the fetus and will cause much grief to the parents for longer than necessary.